Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, Anyway, and then and then I said, I don't even like Tim. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you, you it do always, always kills. You do always say that. It always kills. Uh, Good one, Dan. Hello, and welcome <laughs> to the Two Drunk Accountants. My name is Dan. My name's Tim. And as you can tell, uh, and I'll, I'll get into this in the Tim and Dan, I'm feeling a lot better this week. Yeah, you, you look a lot better, Dan. Yeah, thanks, Tim. My, uh, I'm still a little bit congested and uh, energy is not entirely there, but feeling much better. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Uh, well, um, you look completely fine to me, so I don't know what you're complaining about, but uh, I'm glad Thanks, you, you've uh, mended up. Mm. Um, doesn't really leave you much room for excuses on the ping pong arena because that no. has been woeful. This All right, let's just get this over with. Pong date, pong Tim date. won this week and last week. But in saying that, <laughs> I, I was away with the flu, and then at the beginning of this week, I was still very sick. Dan's a big fan of my new nickname on the Pong Arena. No one is a fan of that nickname. Old Faithful. That's <laughs> who I am. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear about Old Faithful rising the ranks in the Australian ping pong circuit, it's me. All right. Yeah, no one's That's happy with it. It's my pseudonym. <laughs> Folks, we're just as unhappy with that as you are. You can drop the D on the old if you want. Old, old Faithful. Old Faithful. Yeah, all right. <laughs> So yeah, Tim's Tim's in the in the lead. I think you're probably a good 15 points uh, season points ahead of me at this point. Um, but that's okay. I'm going to come back. I'm feeling better. I feel like I've come back from my cold. I bounced back the last couple of days of the season pretty strong. I did lose a few games, you've, but I feel strong. You've bounced back from worse things, Dan. You've lost some toenails in the past as well, and you've bounced <laughs> right back from that. Yeah, this this is the thing, Tim. I've come from adversity. I've come uh, from struggle. Like, if if this was an episode of Survivor or The Bachelor or something, right now, you know, <laughs> the music would be coming on. They'd be telling my sub story, showing my toenail, showing my recovery, uh, showing me in bed with my, you know, in cold bed. and flu tablets all sick and tired. Oh, a lot of tissues around you too. A lot of that's the norm. That's the norm for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's the... Uh, I think we get the Pong date. Would you say, Dan... The you were born in the darkness? <laughs> <laughs> I was raised by it. <laughs> uh, that's going to be my new name, Bane. <laughs> Bane. I'm the Bane of your ping pong yeah, career, you're the, No, you're the Bane of everyone's existence in this office. <laughs> the damn toe. Uh, all right. Hobbit feet. Let's, uh, Tim, how was your week, though? Let's hear about you. How? What's the, uh, <laughs> what's the Tim and Dan, though? Um, yeah, no, it was good, actually. I had the chance to listen back to a few of our episodes. Hey, <laughs> I, made yeah. some, I made some review notes. I thought maybe, I don't know. I haven't talked to you about this. <laughs> but okay, I, yeah. I could put them up on air um, while we record this episode. Go for it. So, um, my first point, am I really that nasal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Go, yeah. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not nice. I also laugh a lot. You do laugh yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm a funny guy, though, so I don't know oh, if that can be measured. True. Really, just like if that's your natural state. I wouldn't mind trying to do an episode where I don't laugh at all and just see what the general vibe of that episode is. That wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen? No. But people, if, I'm testing it right now. It's like now. a laugh track. Like, if, if really you say something that's myself. funny, uh, 
you know, people know when to laugh in the podcast. And uh, that's, <laughs> so that's important. So, I'm the backup laugher. Wait, what are you doing? Hold on. <laughs> you just edit Keep this talking. out. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's just, your next all point? All right. So, next point. We also do talk about your uh, health matters a fair bit. <laughs> yeah. I've had a few I mean, problems. It's quite though. funny because I listened back to the last three episodes and... Um, you had a different health matter in each of those episodes. That's not true. It was my toe and then the flu. <laughs> Look, you get all defensive. It was the toe, then the flu. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they, they, they went over three weeks and now we're talking about it again. Look at this. You brought it up again, Dan. Can't believe you. Mm. You also talk about dropping me from the podcast a fair bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a legitimate thing to talk about. It needs to be discussed. Yeah. Well, yeah. that made me feel great. And then... Yep. Um, Damo pl- Damo's plumbing <laughs> comes up a fair bit. Yeah, Damo's plumbing would come up a fair bit. Uh, uh, it's a successful business. And, uh, and your phone. Never on silent, apparently. So Yeah, well, Tim, you're like... Uh, you, know, you know what you're like in the podcast? You're like school at Christmas time. You've got no class. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to replace me with some automatic cued laughing? That's all I need. Just a laugh track. <laughs> just a laugh track. That's all I need. Oh, my God. That's the function you play. Oh, my God. That's so good. <laughs> no, they're, they're good points, Tim. I like those. Um, I'm glad. I think you should come up with Tim's notes every couple of weeks. Just bring some notes in. Talk about what's happened. What's your general view of yeah. the last few weeks? That's, that's my review of the last few episodes. Um, but no, all, all seems to be going... Oh, and we go way over time every yeah, week. Yeah, we're going to so. try and keep it succinct this week. Succinct. Succinct. Like a compressed version of the normal thing. Yeah. Moving on. So, my, my <laughs> Tim and Danlo this week, uh, obviously getting better from the flu. Let's bring it up again. Uh, starting to feel much better, feeling more comfortable in the ping pong arena, um, which is good. I didn't, you know, it's going to be a good few weeks ahead, I think. Uh, but the other thing I do want to say is one of my friends is is moving away, and I oh. and on on Saturday uh, I went to Sydney to farewell yeah. him, and we had a good time. Probably not the best thing to do when you're sick, KD. but yep, Kurt, Kurt Dimmick, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, farewell friend. Um, we'll see you again, I'm sure, but. Uh, yeah. So, we went to Sydney. We'll see you again, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> we, a lot we, of confidence there. We, we went to Sydney and uh, a lot of feedback on the podcast. And uh, there's, yeah? there's probably a few people listening right now. Oh, wow. Right now who are thinking, hey, I gave feedback I, to I Dan. I had that conversation. Yeah. They, so, they're probably like, fuck, did I, did, was I talking to Dan? No, I can't remember. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was a, the a few beverages had. But <laughs> I, I just want to say, uh, you know, I give these people a shout out because they do listen. Uh, obviously, number one listener, Dennis Little. Dennis Little. Yeah. So, he, he's, he's definitely going to hook this up as soon as we post that episode tomorrow. He's going to be listening to it. 100%. On the train home. 100%. Uh, two other people who mentioned that they, you know, they might, I don't know if they said they listen every week. I don't quite remember, but they, they did mention that they have listened. Uh, that would be uh, Luke Halloway's. <laughs> they did mention that and, they have uh, listened. And, and Brendan Conroy. So, so we're, we're giving our shout outs to people that have listened. I just want to give props where props are due, Tim. I mean, <laughs> oh if, if you would like a shout out on the podcast. This desperate, Dan. No, this seems real desperate. If you want a shout out on the podcast. Tell, tell us that you listen. Give us a tweet. Yeah. Give us a message and we guarantee we'll read out every single one that writes to us. Please And please like us on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another thing. If you rate us on iTunes, 
if you listen to us on iTunes, if you rate us uh, and leave a little review, we will read that review on air. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, definitely. We haven't... Have you read the iTunes reviews? I have, yeah. We haven't had one in a while. After the first couple of weeks, they they died off, but... uh, Let's take this chance to say thank you to our listeners because... Mm. Actually, it's going quite well. Listen, numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we are surprised most weeks. <laughs> Very surprised. Uh, my biggest so, surprise that uh, a, a topic people really wanted to listen to, Tim. GST. GST 101. <laughs> GST 101. We had great, great numbers. Great numbers. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But how to start your business? Not as many numbers. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But that's okay. Uh, so, that's my Tim and Dan. I just wanted to thank the listeners and... Uh, Give a shout out to uh, to people who give me some feedback. Nice, nice. Uh, Tim, do you have a business update this week? Oh, yes, I do actually. So, this relates to last week's business update. Yes. We're talking about the uh, farmers in drought receiving uh, crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. So, we got an email during the week from the ATO. Yep. I'm assuming it wasn't just for us because they listen. They do listen to the podcast. They do. The ATO does listen to the podcast. Um, I feel like this was... We have connections. a blanket email, yeah. but maybe they highlighted this specifically because of what we we're talking about last week. We, we get a package sent to us through email every month, giving us some ATO updates, and they're a really good source of information, and we'll definitely be reading a lot more from that in the coming weeks. We may even get an ATO spokesperson onto the show. That would be great. That would be good. Mm. We, we can um, yeah, really find out what happens in the yeah. back office. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the ATO did confirm that will be accessible income. I really liked the way that they sort of smoothed smoothed over it yeah. in, in their um, description yeah. of, of how it works. So, they said amounts for emergency relief such as food and personal clothing are not classed as income and will not be taxed. Deductions can't be claimed for the costs of buying these items. That's mm. nice. That's good, isn't yeah. it? Drought yeah. relief. Drought relief. Um, other drought relief, they'll give you more time to pay your tax and yep. won't charge you interest on debts, those sorts of things. Yep. But they do go on to confirm, amounts to help your business are income and are subject to tax. Yeah. So, they didn't specifically say crowdfunding. They were no, very careful about that. But, but they said amounts to help your business. I-, I was digging around the ATO website earlier in the week and... There's, you know, on the side it says, you know, you go to sources of income and it get one of the new tags on there is crowdfunding and you give it a click and it talks about crowdfunding wow. and how it's taxable. Interesting. So, Interesting. yeah. So, they go on to say here, however, there will usually be no tax to pay if you spend those amounts on expenses you have in relation to your business, such as purchasing feed for your livestock. So, don't go spending it on things that you need for personal living. <laughs> yeah. So, wait. But so, it's not taxable if you buy feed and water and whatnot. No, no, no. Um, they say there will be no tax to pay because uh, you can claim deductions. I get what you're saying now. So, they're yep, saying sorry. it is business income. Yeah. They try to soften it by saying it won't be tax. Yeah. You won't have tax to pay if you spend it on deductions, which, which will be the case. Which is the case. I, most, I did mishear what you, what you said then. Yeah. But, yeah, that, uh, that does make sense. Um, I still think it's probably a should be a donation. Like obviously, you shouldn't be able to claim an expense. Oh, yeah. So here's the yeah. I mean, here's the other thing. If you plan to donate to drought relief, yeah, donations don't do it to a registered charity yeah. are deductible. So yeah, in they didn't really rule out crowdfunding donations, but yeah. right there, that reading between the lines, yeah, you're yep. not claiming deductions for crowdfunding. Yeah, so that's a good one. Good follow up. Uh, do you have another business update for us this week, or was that the only one? Um, there is, let me just find it in my emails 
here was to do with online accommodation providers. Yeah, so this would be your Airbnbs Airbnb. and your stays. Yes, yeah, so there's been a notice sent out. Uh, this wasn't from the ATO, but um, uh, it seems like they're making it known that they're going to data match people who are renting out accommodation through online sources such as Airbnb stays, those sorts of things. Yeah. So, um, obviously, I mean, some of those people may not have thought about the tax implications. Probably didn't include it in their Definitely tax return. Not. <laughs> Definitely not. I, I do have a few clients that do, um, that do let me know income, but and I do often ask. And, yeah, I, I think there would be lots of people out there who, you know, had a spare room or something and decided to put it up on Airbnb and, and didn't tell anyone. So, they're actually going back to the 2016-17 financial years. Oh, wow. And they're going to get data moving forward to 2019 and 20. Mm. And the details provided to the ATO will be linked via Australian Bank Info to the necessary taxpayers where applicable. Wow. So, it's going to be pretty much like impossible to hide from to that To escape one. from that one. Yeah. yeah. So, they're going to actually catch a lot of people out. So, how it will work if you're a taxpayer um, who has been um, sharing accommodation, mm. part of the sharing economy... Um, they'll probably just add up the amounts that came to you that they thought were related to accommodation. Yep. And they'll send you a letter. They'll yep. say, we're going to add this to your tax. Yeah. You're going to owe this much. If you disagree, contact us. If we don't hear from you for 30 days, we're just going to go ahead and, and, and adjust it. your tax return. Yeah. Then we'll send you the bill. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think that'll definitely happen. They do like, they already do the same thing with obviously income from employee employment, income from interest and dividends. When you sell shares, they know about that. When you sell a house, they know about that. So the best, the best thing to always just do is just declare your income. Declare your income. <laughs> just declare and, your income. Or um, just if you're working with an accountant, just tell the accountant, if there's anything you're worried about, oh, is this income that I need to include in my tax return? Mm. Tell them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's the business update sec- segment this week. Thanks, Tim. You did a good you're job welcome. today. Thanks, on Tim. The, on the business update. I'm appreciating you not talking about dropping me from the podcast no, this I, moment. That's all right. I wouldn't... I, you know, I did say earlier that you could just be replaced by a laugh track. <laughs> but at this moment, you've done a good job with that business update. As I said, I had no class. Yeah. Um, quick question before we move on to our main topic. Um, and I, ge- I genuinely don't know the answer to this. And I just wanted to clarify. Um, I deserve e- respect, Dan. <laughs> e- e- Essendon? How'd they go over the weekend? I knew you were going to bring up something derogatory. <laughs> well, what happened to them? I'll tell the you what happened on the weekend, all right? Yeah. The sun set on a season that was real up and down, finished with a lot of ups. And guess what, Dan? We're going to be back next year. There's always next year. You're going to be back. There, there is always next year. And if you ain't first, you're last. Hmm. So, well, you were definitely last. Yeah, well, so are uh, 17 other teams, 16 other teams this yeah. year. So. Well, it's a positive way to look about it. But so essentially what you're saying is Essendon season is dead in so the water. Dead in the water. Who's your team, Dan? The Swans. Ah, uh, the Swans. Yeah, still in. Uh, they are, but not for long. Yeah, still in. They'll be knocked out week one of finals. Ah, well, still made it a week further. No, actually, they're, they're doing quite well. Uh, they could even finish in the top four. So, it's uh, kind of just typical Sydney Swans ruining my life. It's <laughs> pretty much all it is. Uh, yeah. But that faint glimmer of hope I had for that week there, that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, that would have felt good. Listening back to the episodes as well, I, uh, I could hear the joy the in my voice. In your voice. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, oh, well. So, that was a nice week. I'm glad you had that time. So, Me too. Let's move on to our main topic. And Tim, today is a follow-up from last week. We're going to do GST 201. 201. 201. We graduated to the advanced class. We're in the advanced class, everybody. And what we're going to do today is just go over some specific examples that you might not realize um, the GST consequences of these things. Yeah. And we're going to get into the ridiculous a little bit and show you how nitty gritty some of these yeah. rulings can be, but also just some general tips for people who are running a business and some of these things might apply to you. Yeah. And it's just a good idea to uh, be aware of it and, and, and know that it could affect your business. I was thinking, Dan, mm. to GST or not to GST? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that is the question. Yeah. So, uh, I think a good way to start this might be to get into the things that people generally consider when reviewing their GST. So, this would be essential items and primary produce items and and things of that nature. So, uh, I guess we should note, this is important for business owners who may be incurring this expenditure, even if you don't provide these services... Um, because you need to know whether or not to tag these these expenses as GST that you can claim GST credits back for in your activity statement. Like we said last week, if you're registered for GST, you can get credits back when you're charged it. So Yeah, that's right. Um, and then on the flip side, if you are providing any of these services and you didn't know about these things and you've been paying GST to the government for them, well... Um, or not paying them where you should have, <laughs> yeah. then yeah, then this is for you as well. Exactly. So, uh, what we're talking about here mainly is if you're going to Woolies <laughs> yep. and you're buying some bread, some milk, a couple of bananas. Finger bun? Some, no, Tim. So, let's, let's get into that. <laughs> so, a lot of these fresh fruit, fresh food, essential items, bread, milk, these things don't have GST. And the reason is, is that, you know, they're essential items, you know, and basically. They, they also tend to be in their natural state. So, there's exactly. not, not a lot of services uh -huh. um, combined in the creation of those products. Yeah. You could argue bread. I mean, they all have it. Yeah. Or, this is, or this milk. This is the thing with juice. They all have some sort of argument, but they've yeah. tried to draw the line. Draw the line. Yeah. So, ATO, that is, in the government. Yeah. So, they? generally, if you're purchasing any of, any of these things for your business, and that could be as simple as you keeping some milk in the fridge for your employees to make a cup of tea, uh, or it could be that you're buying some fresh fruit to have out for clients, or you're a beauty spa and you buy lemons and cucumbers for your beauty treatments. These things do not include GST and you can't claim GST credits when you purchase them. Did you say coffee for cafes? No, oh, sorry. Did no, I, I, did, I didn't say that one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's definitely <laughs> Would one. Would you too. like to explain that one, Tim? <laughs> uh, Tim's eyes lit up when he said coffee. So. <laughs> no, it just falls into that category. Yes, it's, it so does. Obviously, they buy the coffee. There's no GST. But when yeah. they make a coffee and out sell of it, it and sell it, there is GST, it's GST on, on that. Yeah. I think that's a perfect example. Everyone drinks coffee. Yeah. So, what happens in that instance Some is people drink coffee with hazelnut, soy, yeah. and uh, Yeah, and cabin. those people's are mad dogs. So, <laughs> what happens What happens there is this, this business is... Cafe is they're, they're buying coffee beans, which they're not paying GST on, is what Tim's alluding at. But then when they sell them as the made product of a coffee, they have to pay GST. So yeah. you're not able to claim GST on the cost of most of those input items. Yep. But you're able to, but you have to charge charge GST, GST to your clients and then pricing. off, 
you know, put that to the ATO. Yeah, you you hold on to it for three months and send <laughs> yeah. it to the ATO. So that's right. That's so an interesting one. The person who really does pay the tax mm. is the coffee drinkers. The coffee drinkers, and that's what we said last week. It's uh, end user tax. Yeah. Uh, but Tim. Uh, let's go into some very specific examples mm. here. I know that you've got a few. Now, <laughs> if we, we alluded to this last week and Tim did just before. Let's say that uh, I've got a, a bun, a long bun, a finger bun, <laughs> right? There is, I wouldn't go along, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a finger bun and inside that finger bun is nothing. But on top, I have some beautiful strawberry icing. Strawberry icing and some sprinkles, maybe. Yeah. What or would, butter, butter, yeah. butter and sprinkles. And what butter. would you say the GST status of that is? Nothing uh, inside it. Nothing inside it. This nothing one. inside it. It's just a bun with icing on top. According to, so, according to the rules, they wouldn't charge GST when selling that item. Yeah. Now, let's say that I have that exact same finger bun, but let's put a little bit of cream in that middle. Just some, just some luscious cream and yeah. jam in the middle of that bun. It doesn't matter how much or how little. If you cut that bun and put some filling inside... You've got to charge GST when you sell that finger bun now. How insane is that? So, if, if I have a, a, a plain roll with nothing on it, no GST. If I add a little bit of icing on it, no GST. The moment I put something in that bun, if I put that same icing that I put on top of the bun, but I put it in the bun, GST. It does boggle belief, yeah. really. Um, so, there are, some, there are some other really great examples. And this is taken straight from the ATO's legal database. Yep. So, they do have a list if you're ever interested. Yep. I spent about maybe 15, 20 minutes before just, just scrolling through. Scrolling through it. It's alphabetized. Yep. So, alphabetized. So, g- so, give us one or two great examples. Okay. My favorite is the pizza topping. Yeah, the pi- I might do that one first. So, <laughs> we're talking about... We're talking about a pizza roll here, mm. whatever that is. It's like a cheese and bacon roll, like a okay, the roll with you, it on top. Is that... Uh, okay, cheese and bacon roll with the pizza toppings on top. Correct. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> a pizza roll, Dan, that can be cut and filled is made from bread dough or topped with 30% pizza toppings mm. with less than 30% pizza toppings mm. would be a GST-free item. So, if I sold that... I wouldn't have to add GST. So, is that 30% of the entire top or is it just 30% of the entire bun? Less than 30% pizza toppings. So, I guess what does the that whole mean? thing means if, I guess, the pizza toppings make up less than 30% of, of the, the entire of ingredients the of the roll. Yeah, okay. Then so, you'd you assume have to most of the topping. You would assume that. Yeah. But in the rare cases where more than 30% have pizza topping yeah. or is pizza topping of the roll, yeah. You're charging GST on that one, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> the same pizza roll, if it's got yeah. 31%. So, everyone out there that has a bakery, make sure that your ingredients when you're cooking <laughs> some bread are less than 30% of the, than the entire ingredient. So crazy. What about this? Uh, popcorn popped versus popcorn unpopped, Dan. <laughs> a, popped is a service <laughs> done to the unpopped kernels. All they've done is put it in some sort of heating device. Yeah. Anyway, popped, obviously, charged GST. Unpopped. No GST. Yeah. And basically, what, what they're getting at with this is essentially most items that are in their natural state that haven't had anything done to them are generally GST free. But when something is done to that item, when a service or a value has been added to that item, well, then that adds GST. That it's, you, yeah. know, you, you charge GST then. But it's never that black and white. No. And that's why we're getting into these stupid so, examples. Here's another stupid example. 
breakfast cereal, Dan. What do you think? GST free or do they have to charge GST? I would, I would have thought it's on the list, so I'm assuming I'm wrong here, but I would have thought it would have charged GST. Yeah, GST free for breakfast cereal. But which cereals? There would be like surely Nutrigrain can't be GST free. It just free. says breakfast cereal. So it must be because it's a essential item, maybe. Maybe, but then there's breakfast bars. GST. GST. <laughs> That's I don't understand. I'm assuming Maybe it's the because same the, cereal just into bars. Yeah, there must have been some when it when GST first came about. There must have been some exemption because people said, "Or well, here's your essential basket yeah. of food." And that's I think that yeah. was what yeah. does create the confusion because they do yeah. just pick random items. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So even breakfast cereal drink is is taxable GST. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that, that, mm. this is another one that got me a little bit. Calamari, which is hot, crumbed, or battered. Yeah. What do you think? GST? GST. Yes. Agreed. Incorrect. Calamari that's raw, fresh, or frozen. GST free. GST free. But calamari rings that are crumbed and then are frozen. Yeah, because something is done to them before they are frozen and packaged. GST free. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, yeah. So it, what? And, th- and this is a whole reason why people get confused. And this is why people get stressed. Because, yeah, it, they are confusing it, and it is hard. But your best, if you're buying something, especially from the grocery store, look on your Woolies receipt. They have a little asterisk or a little yeah. question mark or something that shows each of the GST-free items. Yeah. Obviously, they've got... You know, a ton of tax lawyers that are oh, reviewing the GST laws think, to make sure what's, what's what. I wouldn't be surprised if they get it wrong all the time. No, I'd be. Honest. I, I want to, right now, right, what I'm going to do after this is I'm going to go to Woolies, right? And, I, and, and I'm going to buy a six pack of. Uh, Crumpets? No, a six, a <laughs> six pack. You've done that a lot lately. <laughs> a six pack of bacon and cheese rolls, cheese and bacon rolls. And cheese I'm going to determine rolls. whether or not 30% or more of, the these, <laughs> of these items. A bread or bacon or add pizza up, topping. Add up the percentage yeah. of ingredients that is pizza topping. And if it's if it's more than if it's thirty percent, they then be, they better be charging. They better be charging. Yeah. Otherwise, tip off the ATA. <laughs> yeah, That's I agree. I <laughs> All right. So moving on to a few other topics here. Uh, yeah. Now these ones probably relate more to people's businesses in a day-to-day sense. So okay. the first one that I've got is uh, secondhand goods. Yeah, this is this is a really interesting one. Um, yeah. It does apply to say like used car dealers. Yep, used um, car dealers or used bike dealers. For yeah. example, we've got a client that um, takes advantage of this. Yeah, uh, if you're selling secondhand goods through like a I don't know pawnbroker or an antique store or yeah. something like that, this would count as well. Yep. Essentially, you can't claim GST credits even for GST goods. Yeah. If the person that you've bought them from are not registered for GST. And an individual can't be registered for GST. Correct. It has to be a business. Yes, that's right. So, if you're buying... If Tim has a car and uh, my business buys that car from Tim, well, Tim's not a business. He's not registered for GST. I can't claim the GST inputs from that car, uh, even, yep. even though that is a GST item. Yeah, uh, exactly right. But... If you're a second-hand item dealer... Yes, like a uh, used car dealership. Like a used car dealership. Well, then there is an exemption that allows you to do that. Yeah, there's a special rule, which... um, And this, you can understand why as well. We'll explain that in a second. But there's a special rule which says that you can claim a GST credit, Mm -hmm. the cost of that used item, as long as you don't um, add to it 
or Correct. use it as an input into something creating bigger. something else. Yeah. So if you sell it in the form that you buy it, yep. then you can claim GST credits, even though the person you bought it off wasn't registered for GST, didn't charge GST. Yeah. Um, and the reason is, and it makes sense, is so that they can actually um, compete with pricing. Yeah. So um, obviously, imagine, imagine they buy a car for $9,000. Yep. In the open market, that might only be, from a dealer, that yep. might only, only be worth a thousand more dollars. Yep. If they then have to, if they sell it for ten thousand dollars, they're making a profit of one hundred dollars in that transaction. Yeah. If they can't claim a GST exactly um, credit on the nine thousand exactly because of the ten thousand they're selling it for registered for GST, mind you, about nine hundred dollars is being collected for the ATO. Yeah, so it it does allow people who sell secondhand goods to compete in that market and it be fair because all of their input are GST exempt items because the person that most of the thing people that they're buying it from um, aren't registered for gst and interestingly they can't claim the gst on the used car they bought until they sell it so yeah there's a little bit of extra admin there as well that's right um most of the time with stock i would assume it would be sold fairly quickly imagine if you were a used item dealer and you didn't know that rule yeah oh, my god it'd be devastating you wouldn't be in business for very long. No, no, you wouldn't. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting that's one. Good one, Dan. What, yep. you, what else have you got? Uh, another one is importing goods. Yeah, okay. So if you're someone who buys all their imp- their products Buy from a overseas, pair of skis over, overseas because they're cheaper from America. Or? No, this oh. is more a business buying their costs, like their actual okay. products. So that we're not talking that about that end users importing no, things. I'm talking about businesses here. Importing. So yeah. this is like uh, you're a seller of microphones, and yep. you buy all of your microphones from a manufacturer in China. Yep. And then you sell them to Australian users here in the country. Yes. And you import them all. Yep. You buy a big, sh- you know, container worth. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to say a shitload. Yeah, you buy... No, you buy a shitload. <laughs> you buy a shipload. Um, what happens is, obviously, well, that Chinese manufacturer is not registered for GST. They're not under Australian jurisdiction. They don't, yeah. they don't pay GST. Uh, what happens is when you import it, the customs takes or charges you GST to bring those goods in. So, yep. you, the purchaser... Yeah. You might have spent $1,000 buying them from the Chinese manufacturer, but you've got to pay $100 in customs duties, which is GST, yep. uh, to get them into the country. But the, the GST is never like the perfect 10%. No. Generally, they, they figure out some amount. Yeah, it, so it's, it's based on a whole bunch of things. Freight costs, yep. purchase costs, yep. delivery costs, yep. a whole bunch of things. So, you have to enter that separately. Yeah. I've got a client that um, has to account for that. Yeah, I have one as well. Yeah, yeah, so there's there's plenty of people that do it. Definitely yeah. manufacturing, huge in manufacturing. Yeah. Because they get a lot of their stuff from overseas. Yeah, so, so they have... Uh, they... Yep, and what happens then is then you can claim the credit for that GST in your BAS. Yep. Like you would any other purchase. So, you get the money back when yep. you lodge your BAS. Correct. And then you obviously charge GST when you sell that item later. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, so that's an interesting one. Is, so, you, you might not think you have to pay GST on items you buy from overseas, but you do when you import it. That is paying GST, the import yeah. customs. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one. The next one I have is very similar. Mm-hmm. It's GST on low-value online goods. Yeah. And these are end-user. Yeah. So, um, that's an interesting one because this is a lot about competition. Yes. And so, I actually see merit in charging a GST or making foreign businesses who sell low-value goods 
say fashion mm-hmm. to Australian end users charge GST on what they're selling. I see an argument in that. Yeah, I definitely do as well. And essentially what they're doing is ensuring that uh, these overseas retailers uh, have to pay the same tax it's a that level the Australian field. manufacturers or retailers have to pay. Exactly. Um, and these are for low value goods. So normally, let's say uh, Tim buys a Ryobi drill off eBay <laughs> oh, from, from the US uh, <laughs> using something like eBay. Uh, and they get sent through to, they get, get sent to Tim. Uh, what actually happens now is that eBay is seen as the supplier of that good and have to charge GST on that purchase and their mm, fees. So, not the person that's actually, um, made, not Ryobi. That's right. In this scenario. Yeah. And Do they take refunds? Tim, or? <laughs> classic Tim. He's bought it from overseas. It's not even going to charge in his wall. You know, he's got the wrong voltage. So, what, what's happened? Yeah. Is You're telling it, me it won't work with my lawnmower battery? <laughs> that's right. So... Uh, go back and listen to a previous episode for the backstory on that one. I've got no use for drills anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, uh, yeah, you have to eBay now has to charge you GST, and you have to pay that directly to eBay. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair move mm. and long overdue because mm. it makes them compete with Australian retailers. Yeah, you know, I think we've got to protect Australian businesses. Yeah, and yeah, as an end user, if I don't have to pay GST on eBay. And it's 10% cheaper. I will probably look to it. use that. Yeah, I'll for probably sure. buy my drill from there next time. 100%. I mean, I would have in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's uh, <laughs> that's an interesting one. So, yeah. Low value goods purchased from an online retailer now charge GST. Uh, the next thing, which is similar, and it was introduced you know, only in the past couple of years as a response to these online businesses as well, is what was called the Netflix tax. Mm. Essentially, it's making businesses that offer online services, not goods, services, Mm. um, things like, say, streaming content, Mm. music, videos, TV shows. Intangible goods. Intangible goods. uh, But it also applies to people that give actual services, architecture, advertising, uh, advertising, all sorts of things, Mm. uh, are captured, and it means that you then have to pay GST on that, or they do. Yeah, they have to charge, have GST, to charge GST, and you have to pay it as yeah. an end user. So, Which I think for a lot of these companies, wouldn't affect them too badly because they'd be working with Australian businesses. Yeah, but there would be instances where, for the end user of their products, it is just a ten percent price hike. Yep, and everyone would have experienced that with Netflix two years ago. Exactly right. Netflix is that's why Netflix, it was called the Netflix tax. Correct. Whereas it has also happened for Facebook and Google. Yeah, that's right. But they're they're working with businesses they're working primarily. With businesses, so yeah. much businesses less, understand. Much less outcry. Yeah. So the businesses who have had to pay that GST once Facebook charges it, uh, then get to claim a credit for that GST in the next buzz. So they yep. get that money back. Yeah. Um, you as an end user don't get that money back. It's quite funny thinking about Facebook and Google having to lodge buzzes. Yeah, Australia. I do laugh at that actually. <laughs> <laughs> See Netflix saying, oh, we've got 3 million subscriptions, 17 bucks each, just 10% of that. Imagine how big the buzz is. Add that on top. Oh, it'd be huge. It'd be um, huge. No wonder, and I do understand why. And it's the same kind of reason. It's competition. Yeah. You know, yeah. they can't, you know. Well, I mean, like there's Foxtel. In Australia, so Stan, Stan is an Australian, is an Australian business Australian that has yeah. to pay GST on yeah. their subscriptions, whereas yeah. Netflix, their competitor, wouldn't have to. Yeah, now they do. Yeah, 
So, yep. So, online services, um, usually, they're, they're, you're going to be paying GST on those things. Yeah, and, and some of them were slow to adopt it. Yeah, it some seemed of them like took there was time. a bit of a phase-in period. Yeah. Facebook went straight for the, for the um, I don't know, went straight into it. Yeah, Google and took a little while. Google took a little while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more and more, they should all be charging GST. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, the next one on my list here, Tim, is health-related products. Yeah, yeah. So, this is a massive one. Also understandable because, I mean, people who are sick and mm. in need of health goods don't yeah. want to be like increasing their prices by 10%. Exactly. GST, so. Yeah, and it's, you don't want people having, end users having to pay more for essential services. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to make Joe Boggs because they're sick pay 10% more, which it's not oh, fair. Oh my God, Dan. Imagine how much tax you would pay if I'd there was be, GST on health services. I'd be bankrupt. <laughs> you'd be a star. You'd be uh, the star taxpayer. I would be. The ATO would probably give you an award. Yeah, they would. Year. That'd be nice. I'd appreciate that. I've changed my I've changed my thinking here. I think they should charge GST <laughs> <laughs> on health services. It'd be called the Dan tax. <laughs> uh, so we'll be- this won't apply to many to many businesses unless you are in these services. If you're a physio, if you're a psychologist, if you're a doctor. And you own a practice or you're they have a pharmacist. A list, they have a list of approved yeah. services. Uh, then these these businesses are the ones that, that this is affect. Because not only do you not charge GST on your products um, you or services, <laughs> um, there's a lot of inputs that might not have GST either, like yeah. certain, uh, certain medical equipment or aids um, that don't have GST. But yep. Yep. everything else that you have to purchase that does have GST on it, you can still claim for. So, if you register, yeah. register for GST, essentially, you're going to be getting a lot back in refunds yeah, every quarter. For sure. Yeah. You'd be looking at refunds. Yeah. So. so, these things generally include services performed by health professionals and medical aids. Medical aids. I read an interesting case today, Dan. Yeah. There was a um, device which the ATO um, deemed needed to be charged with GST. Yeah. From a supplier. It was, it was a device for sleep apnea. Really? Like called Snore No More or something yeah, yeah. like that. Um, they challenged it. They were knocked back at the administrative tribunals, the AAT. Yeah, yeah. And um, then they took it to court and uh, they won the case. It was found to be a medical aid. And they didn't have to charge GST. And they could, yeah, GST free. So, I mean, that makes a huge difference to their business. Oh, 10%. Yeah. Because they're not selling to businesses. No. <laughs> How crazy is that? But yeah, so that happens all the time. There's still battles over whether or not things yeah. are, say... And the GST health, is 18 years old, days. like, and there's still yeah. constant battles was, about this. Yeah, I think that was a recent one. So. Yeah. So, so that is an interesting one to, to be aware of. Uh, the other thing is the same with food. They have arbitrary lines drawn in the sand. For instance, uh, as we said last week, condoms, no GST. Yeah. Uh, tampons, GST, GST. Which, is, which, is, which is bullshit. So strange. I mean... Tampons, you would have thought, would have been much more yeah. obvious to be no GST than yeah. a condom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. a political thing. It's been a big politics week too. Yeah, actually, it has been a big Dutton politics Turnbull, week. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, um, I, it does look like that's going to change soon. Yeah. Which is good. It, it, it needs good. to change. It yeah, to change. it's silly. But I, yeah, I can't believe it. Always, if you're in one of these fields, always consult an accountant or your relevant professional body would probably have a good idea as well. I've got another good one, which is relevant to everyone, actually. Yep. Taxis. Taxis. Yeah, so from the first dollar, taxis need to charge GST. 
Yes. Um, if you remember back from GST 101, mm. you don't usually have to register to charge GST to consumers mm-hmm. if your turnover is less than 75000 Yeah. Well, that rule does not apply for taxis. From yeah. the very first dollar, they, should, right. be, they should be charging GST. I tell you what, the government severely screwed over taxis. Oh, they really did. <laughs> Both with the way why? they handled licenses and, <laughs> oh, and GST. Yeah. Like really had it, it out for them. It was a mess. It was and a money grab. The people that really suffered the most are the drivers. The drivers. Yeah. Oh, oh they suffered. Not so only did, you know, if you, if you suddenly bought, a, bought your taxi license that you'd been driving this taxi for 20 years, you know, oh, great investment. Half of them were drivers yeah. that bought the taxi license. You know, not only do you find out, oh, crap, I've got to register for GST in my first dollar here, but in three years' time, my license is worthless. So, what happens to Uber drivers, Tim? Do they Same have thing. to register for GST? Same thing. Yep. Same thing. So, because if you're an Uber or a Lyft driver or something. Yep. You're going to lodge bazzers. I can think of people I know who did some Uber oh. driving as well. Uh, do, you know what, do you know what I'm expecting didn't to register see? register for GST, those bad people. <laughs> do you know what I'm expecting to see sometime soon, Tim? Data matching? Data matching. <laughs> uh, we're going to get an email soon that says, uh, the ATO are now data matching for, G- uh, for Uber drivers. I mean, why wouldn't they? Mm. Imagine all the people that don't know that. Mm. Well, there's actual taxi drivers. That didn't know that. That don't know that. Yeah, it's crazy. So... Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that probably concludes GST 202. That's GST 202. Yeah, I can't think of anything else um, right now. Yeah, no. <clears throat> um, the only other thing is just like presidential rent doesn't have GST. Commercial rent does. Those yeah. sorts of weird things. And that's an input tax supply. Yeah. But that's getting pretty technical. Yeah, and there so, are, you know, there's other things as well, like uh, a lease on equipment or a car yes. you can claim GST on the interest but a finance such yeah. as a shadow mortgage does not have GST on the interest merchant fees versus bank fees merchant fees yeah see we could go on there's probably one day going to be a GST 301 <laughs> and that's fine yeah so if you do have any questions about tweet us at too drunk podcast podcast correct uh, email, email us at too drunk accountants at gmail.com T-W-O, drunk. Too drunk podcast. Is it podcast? At <sighs> gmail.com. Facebook, too drunk accountants. Oh, well, that's where, that's where yeah. you got me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, find us all those places. Uh, just before <laughs> we do finish up and we've got one minute, uh, what I'm going to oh, say- really? What I'm going to say here is uh, my other thing for this week yep. is Spaceman by Mike Massimino. It's a book. Okay. He was an astronaut, did two missions to the Hubble just very inspiring book. That kind of relates to my other thing, Dan. What's your other thing? My other thing is a new series on Netflix called Dark Tourism. Yeah, I've seen that. That looks really it's good, really actually. really good. Yeah. Yeah, I would call an astronaut a dark tourist, actually. Yeah. But yeah, no, Dark Tourism, it's really interesting. Yeah, some pretty, looks good. Some pretty hectic stuff in there. So, I, I've been captivated by it. I love traveling. Yeah. So, I think yeah. I might need to watch Give it. Give it a watch. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening this week to GST 201. And uh, give us some feedback. As we said, we'll read anything out that you guys send us or rate us. And now have fun going out there and paying some GST. At least you know what you're doing now. So, how good's that? You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll uh, calculate it. Calculate it.